Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chosen to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person i wanted to be and that among other things required me to look at my mental health responsibly so whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it it doesn't matter maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips tricks and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life pull up a seat kick up your feet this is your family man welcome home no judgment zone this week's episode 609 mental endurance let's get it welcome ladies and gentlemen gentlemen and ladies to another week another episode of the medicine ball podcast man everybody's getting into their year i'm getting into my year and hopefully the previous episode was able to give you some tips tricks life strategy life hacks all that good stuff to help you kind of you know with these resolutions these goals and whatnot help you go about it in a more efficient and effective way and look at things so man let's get right into it man this is episode 609 mental endurance and um i was thinking a couple of days ago right so at my peak time past like i would say early adulthood like you know out of college at my first real corporate job at this time when i was in some of the best shape of my life um i was working for a fortune it's really probably like a fortune 100 insurance company i probably mentioned it before but regardless in this particular company, one of the perks that I like was like they had like a full gym downstairs because it was one of these big buildings and they had a full gym downstairs as well as the place where it was located, which was in Alpharetta, Georgia. There was areas for you if you wanted to run or, you know, go out for a walk or whatnot, you could do that. So at this time, I think I was really you know, more locked in on just working out and it was very easy. And and I wasn't, again, I wasn't like as mentally aware or self-aware as I am now of understanding how I was so successful in that. But long story short, it was convenient for me to work out. On top of that, I had a partner and a, a good accountability partner. I think I may have mentioned this previously, but just like someone who would push me to go work out and get it in every day. But 
wouldn't push too hard and would kind of lead by example. He going regardless. He don't ask you if you want to go work out. Not cool. See you after, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. But anyway, one of the things that I got into was running, right? And uh, I had to wrestle with a couple of things because I am flat-footed. So at the weight that I was previously at and being flat-footed, and just the mentality wasn't right where to where I, I, I didn't really like running. It wasn't something I was good at, something I didn't really understand. But with the guy I was going with to work out every day, you know, he was from a different country, but they were into soccer. So he was doing things that were workouts that were more soccer oriented. And I started learning from him kind of how to run better. So one of the things that I had to do first was get in the habit of doing a warm up, right? And I'm going somewhere with all of this. You, you, I had to get into the habit of doing some type of warm up, even if it was something like, you know, just just walking at a certain. If we on the treadmill, walking at a certain pace for one to two minutes before I just went into running. You know what I mean? Previously, I would just start running. I didn't understand how that worked. Whatever, whatever. After that, he uh, told me, you know what I'm saying, depending on how I am, I should try to look at it based on ways that make sense to me. So, for instance, during this time, you know, for him, it was soccer. So he would be running a distance and at a pace that was something that would match up with him being out and playing a full soccer game. Right. For me at this time, I think I was like watching Walking Dead. <clears throat> and I mean, I know it sounds corny or whatever, whatever, but I was a big Walking Dead fan. And uh, at that time, I was really mentally in the back of my head, you know what I'm saying, preparing for this zombie apocalypse that could hypothetically happen. You know what I mean? Again, and I talk about this all the time on previous episodes, you got to do what work for you to get through. I'm going somewhere with all of this, right? So I would factor in that and I would just tell myself like, yo, zombies don't get tired. You feel what I'm saying? Like, literally, I would tell myself like that, like, yo, zombies ain't got no fatigue. I would think about watching episodes where these folks would have to be walking or doing something silent, maybe pushing a car or something for, for hours. And the zombies was just relentless. So I used to keep that in my mind when it came to running. And I also used to keep in my mind this idea of, especially if I was on a treadmill, like, yo, however... Whatever distance you want to run, you know what I'm saying? Keep in mind or put yourself in a situation where you will have to run back home. So if I was just jogging, I might not all, all the way map out in my head like, yo, I'm going to go two miles. I would just start going and see how I feel. But when I knew that I was kind of waning, and really way before I knew I was waning, I would go ahead in my head and clock where I was at. Okay, I'm at a mile and a half. So I would tell myself, you got to at least do another mile and a half because you got to get back to where you hypothetically would be going. So I would take those two things, and it would be in those situations where, like, I felt I was tired. You know what I'm saying? Because, and I'm going to tell you all another story. It was like when I realized, like, what exhaustion is, but... I felt I was tired, but I had to push myself through because I had this mental goal. Now, I want you to understand this. At any time, I could have just simply just like stopped the treadmill and, and got off. If I was outside, I could just turn around and go back at any time. But I understood without necessarily understanding the thought process behind it to the extent I do now, I understood kind of like what worked for me and what what, what the overall goal was because while I'm going through all of this, you know, I'm getting more looks from women. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting compliments. I'm feeling better. Um, I'm getting benefits from it. You know what I mean? I'm gaining from it at the same time. Now, 
I want to pause for a second because I got another story that just came up when I just was talking about being able to push yourself through times when you think that you're exhausted. So let's fast forward. This may have been, I want to say that it's highly likely that this may have been before that point where I was even working out and running or, or anything. I want to say it was before that point, right? But these points were close together, but I was coaching and, um, a, a boys basketball team right and it was this weird situation where the boys was like between maybe five or six and 11 so it was a wide variety and it was in a diverse area regardless all of that to say I think one day I had came out there <laughs> I think one day I, I was just feeling good at practice I was trying to push the boys I don't even know what the situation is but I ended up in an attempt to motivate the boys being like, yo, we going to do these suicide sprints. And, you know what I'm saying, whoever beats me, I'm going to buy them ice cream, right? <laughs> now, mind you, I hadn't done suicide sprints in, like, Lord knows who, who, how long at this point. This had to be before I got back into it. This might have been one of the motivating factors that got me back into working out. But whatever, um... I was just feeling like, yo, these kids is like not teenagers. It might have been like five to 10 year olds, right? I was just thinking they're not teenagers. They got small legs. I'm about to smoke these boys, right? Now, mind you, I ain't got no kids. I was feeling myself at this time. And for those of y'all who don't know, let me explain what a suicide real quick, uh, a suicide drill is real quick. If you're on the basketball court, you start at the end of the basketball court. So you're basically standing up under the goal. And you run to, I want to say, the free throw line. Now, you're going long ways. You run to the free throw line, you run back. Then I want to say you run to the three-point line and then run back to the start. Then you run all the way to half court and then you run back. Then you run all the way down to the free throw line. I don't even know what I was thinking when I said this. But long story short, we start doing these suicides after I had a bet, like maybe like 10 kids. I'm going to get them ice cream, right, it, it, for whoever beats me, right? And... I started to get towards the end of the suicide, and I'm realizing, yo, this joint is kind of hard, and the kids is keeping up, of course, right? I think I'm partying at that, whatever. Man, I I'm running back on, like, the last go-round, and I kid you not, my, my legs just failed. They just failed. I can't even explain it. Like, when people when people say they tired or, like, yo, their legs about to give out, it don't work like that. If you talking about, yo, your legs about to give out, your arms about to give out, you good. You feel what I'm saying? Bro, I was running as hard as I could, and it's just like my legs and my brain just had a disconnect. I just fell down, and it's just like all of that to say I know what real exhaustion is. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I've probably had situations before that in football, to like where we really running until we uh, throw up. I, matter of fact, I I got another one for y'all, and I'm going somewhere with all of this, man. When I was back in my senior year of high school football, and this was like. 5A in Gwinnett County, like, and the schools in that county was on the Weedy Box around this time, just to let you know the competitiveness. Like, nah, this ain't no just side high school. These folks was on the Weedy Box. Some of these folks was going to play for the, the uh, minor league Braves. It was real, right? Very competitive. But my senior year, in order to get your, 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 your emblem on your helmet, you had to do a whole bunch of different drills. You had to run a mile within a certain time. And one of the drills was running the 40-yard dash within two-tenths of a second ten times. 
So I just want you to think about that. You had to do that to even get the emblem on the side of your high school helmet where I was playing. I put it on everything. Two tenths of a second, ten times. And it was like you wasn't getting that much rest in between. Right? So all of that to say, just giving you an idea of like endurance and like the things that I have been through to kind of know what it feels like to push yourself till you think you're exhausted and then really feel figure out how, how much more you have and building that, right? Why am I explaining all of this? Episode 609, Mental Endurance. Now, if you've been following me, man, <laughs> and I just got to laugh about it, and and, and again... That's going to be something that's very, you know, crucial and critical to how I'm able to get through a lot of things. And I made an episode called Joker. Go look at it to talk about how sometimes I laugh inappropriately and what that means for me, et cetera, et cetera. But if you've just been following my like online social media, Medicine Ball LS3 and just the podcast for probably like the last like eight episodes. I've been out on a boat with my man, Jimmy Lee. You know what I'm saying? I've uh, built a chicken coop. I've uh, crabbed, I've cast net hundreds of pounds of tilapias. I've had to broker deals with um, people who speak Spanish, like 300 pound worth of fish, 400 pound worth of fish deals with people speaking Spanish. Um, I've had to drive all the way to Naples. I've had to uh, help unload 15,000 pounds of mullet while simultaneously squeezing the butts of these mullet fish to see whether or not it's red eggs or white eggs. I've been on the phone with Grumpy Phil. I've illegally been involved with some illegal cast netting with Grumpy Phil. Hanging off the side of the boat going through the fog with Grumpy Phil. Flipping 400 crab traps a day with Grumpy Phil. So I had a little Phil episode. And even with the Phil episode, like, go back and listen to the previous, you know, the previous stories I told on that. But I had to just get to a better place with Phil and, and, and forgive him. And it didn't work out. So I was in a position where I didn't know what I was going to do down here in this situation that I'm in overall, which is to get into a uh, more of the commercial fishing and the profitable side of it, you know, selling whatever I'm going to do. It was a it was a real like week or two week moment where I didn't really know what I was going to do. And through the grace of God. And just me, you know, having the proper mentality, like I knowing it was going to be okay, I was able to get set up with the shop that's a smaller version of Peter's operation, but now includes a full aspect, which is good for me because I'm pretty much learning every aspect of it. I don't know if y'all catching it, but I'm learning, even though I'm not as experienced in each aspect, I'm dipping in every aspect and I trust what God is doing. I spoke to y'all about my conversations with him, but... All of that to say, like, I can't make this stuff up, bro. And I'm, I'm not gossiping or nothing. Y'all know me. I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm telling this story because I know that there's people out there, especially what was going on with this new year in the digital age, who are feeling overwhelmed. But let me finish. Let me just finish real quick. So we get down to the shop, right? And the way it's explained to me, is, yo, this guy wants you to kind of run the shop, possibly manage it, so forth and so on. This is how much you're going to get, right? But I'm hearing stories because it's a white guy who owns his shop in this black area. You know what I'm saying? And black people, y'all know me, I'm going to keep it a buck. 
is near MLK. So there's an MLK down there, and this is MLK when I'm recording this. I'm a little behind, but long story, it's just a white guy in a black area, right? And he's a young guy, you know what I'm saying? But I respect his hustle because he's like 22, 23, and he owns his shop. So in the process of all of that, he has his girl running the shop. She's young as well. And, like, I know my people. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the east side of Atlanta now, and just with my various intertwining, I know how we can be. Right? So I kind of got whispers before I went down there that something happened with the shop that might have had some racial vibes in it. But by the time I get, y'all know me, you know what I'm saying? Like I heard something about a Google review. Y'all know me. I went straight and did my uh, investigation and got the Google review story. And then by the time I actually heard what happened in fullness, I understood what's going on. So long story short, he's he's having his girl run the shop and um it's a predominantly black neighborhood and i guess somebody came in and asked why they don't stay open later and and she's young bro she's like she might be 21 she she told the lady she don't feel (laughs) she told the lady she don't feel comfortable walking to her car with a large amount of money in that neighborhood and so you know the lady which I understand both sides, like, you know what I'm saying? You got to be aware. You probably can't say something like that, but I kind of feel her now that I know a little bit more. You feel what I'm saying? But the lady went and wrote a review, and I know how our community works, and they may not. And long story short, it got out, and it just made things rough. So I want y'all to just see the picture I'm painting. So, again, this was a lifeline for me and for him because I'm just helping, in quotations, around the shop. Long story short, I put it together like within the first day. It's really kind of slick. Like I am helping at the shop, but it's PR, right? It's a smart move. I would do something similar. Why not get an educated, amicable black guy who can communicate intelligently, understands business? Why not get him to be the face, simultaneously have a name change and try to get this thing back on track? I just want y'all to understand like... And again, maybe they didn't understand how to explain it like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure the owner, because he's a younger guy, didn't know how to. But understand everything I just told y'all prior and from the previous episodes of this move. Understand all of that. (laughs) And now being thrust into this situation and me being me, man, I'm going to deal with some type of righteousness in class. You see what I'm saying? So it's like I'm probably not going to complain about getting the wrong job description immediately. You feel what I'm saying? Or I'm going to probably go about it in the most righteous way as possible, which for me, all of this stuff I'm able to look at holistically because I can see, and I've mentioned this to y'all, with me particularly or whenever you're on a spiritual journey and you asking God for certain things and to reveal things to you, man, you better strap up because you're going to be tested on what you've learned you're going to be put into situations and it's going to be fairly quickly. You know what I'm saying? God's timing is different. It may take a long time for the action to initiate. It could be years, but when stuff start popping and you asking God, like, yo, put me in the right position and you trying to stay locked in and be open stuff happens so quickly. And if you not, if you don't have the mental endurance to look at things the right way, it's going to crumble you. And me being somebody who's diagnosed with bipolar and anxiety, I'm here to tell you, even what I just explained to you, 
there's certain things I have to do every day and certain checks and balances that I have to do spiritually and physically here in this world in order to make sure I'm going about obtaining my goal in a way that I can go to sleep at night. And that's going to be accepted by God, period, in the story. You know what I'm saying? So I'm in this PR situation, right? And again, I'm not the one who's going to gripe. And I believe that the owner knows. He's mentioned it to me. You know, he's going to pay me a little bit more money. But it's just like, it's one thing to sit there and just be a key holder or a manager for a store. I've done that before. You know what I'm saying? I just came from a management background. It's another thing to understand the dynamics of a crab or seafood spot in the black neighborhood where the previous owner was Caucasian as well, but just his personality was able to get him intertwined into the community quicker and more efficiently versus my man here who's the who's the owner. He's a dope guy, but it's just like, number one, he's young. Number two, everybody ain't a people person, bro. So I don't knock nobody for that, but it's just a his situation. It's rougher for him not being a people person, having that happen with his girlfriend, still wanting to go out on the boat and crab and get the shot ran, right? So all of that to say, now I'm seeing my people. You feel what I'm saying? And I say that because I don't want to, I'm, I'm trying to get away from the saying they and y'all, you know what I mean? If I'm involved, I got to stand on that. So it's, it's primary African-American people who I'm going to keep it a butt with. I know how to communicate with. I understand, you know, when the older lady come in and kind of grumpy about, her, her fish and want her eggs a certain way or this dude want to come in and hassle with you like the movie I'm going to get you sucker say all this stuff and then pull out this bread and be like let me get three crabs or the person who go call up over the phone and mumble in the phone and then say something like you know what you can't hear me I'm on my way up there doing good and darn well the average person going to be like alright come on up here then you know what I'm saying I understand what's going on the PR and furthermore I, I, I can see and I can only see this because I'm in prayer every day. And that's what I'm, I'm about to go into the things that I'm doing and some things that you can do. I can see the things that God is doing. Not all of them, because his ways are higher than our ways. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I can see the things that he's doing and how these situations can be preparing me for something that I cannot necessarily see, which in itself is a way for me to try to increase my faith because I'm humble. You know what I'm saying? The Bible say all you need is faith to smaller the, the size of a grain of mustard seed. Bruh, I might not even be a fraction of an atom. I might not even have a faith that's a fraction of an atom of that mustard seed. Because if you had it, they say is if you got the mustard seed, you could do whatever, right? But I'm working on it. And the thing is, I can see the ways and the things that he could possibly be preparing me for, whether it aligns with medicine ball or not. But just with me being a leader and trying to do things in a humble and righteous way. Because guess what? I have a way right now to still affect people, lead by example, and help people that don't look like medicine ball. On the surface, I interact in that neighborhood with those people, you know, multiple times a day. It's already been multiple times. And I can see how, you know, the things that I'm asking for, for instance, how to be firmer, how to stand more on my religious beliefs to speak out for, how God's allowing me to practice that every day and everything that I do. And this is just coming from the um, the work side of things. You, you know what I'm saying? 
I am in Florida with one of the dopest positions I could have gotten to with a roommate, but we, me and him is still from two different backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm fortunate enough to where, um, my mother made sure that I was involved into enough diverse activities and situations to where I can darn near be compatible with anybody. You know what I'm saying? But that now that I think about it, the last time I stayed with like, you know, uh, and I'm not saying it for no, I'm saying it only for culture and background reasons. That's the only thing. Cause he's my people regardless. Can't nobody talk bad about him and me not be ready to mess him up. But since I've stayed with like a white guy, it's been since like college, you know what I'm saying? So that's something else that's, you know, not been bad, but just a different environmental change. It's just another active thing that's going on that I just have to be aware of as well. And all of this for episode 609 Mental Endurance, all of this to say, as I came into this new year, you know, I had things that I had already been working on that I just was telling myself I was going to double down on. And one of the things that I've been mentioning since the end of last year, coming to this year is like, yo, I can see where I'm going to have to, you know, be on point when it comes to mental endurance and just even my accountability partners that I talk to, even when I got to give myself pep talks, even when I'm praying and asking for it to, cause right. Cause that's where it's coming from. It's not just me being proactive about it. I, I, I knew that for me to be able to go to just move ahead even a little bit more. And, and, and to be honest, thank God, cause I'm already being pushed forward. My mental endurance at the bare minimum was going to need to be on point because what I could feel and what's going to happen and what does unfortunately happen to most people is you start getting overloaded. It's too much stimulation, mental stimulation. And especially for those of us who aren't aware about the other things that we're digesting every day, whether it be the music, you know what I mean? The books we're reading, what we subscribe to, what we watch, you know, the opinions of others. And, and, and I'm going to talk about this on a later episode about how you got to kind of make sure that you're influencing yourself or you're going to be influenced regardless. Some influencing is going to happen. And it's just like what happens is with most people, the easiest thing for the brain to do and what most often happens is it shuts down. And a lot of times it's an overload. It's too much stimulation to even think about those things. And what happens is it's an agitation of the mind, which becomes a distraction. So now you can't even focus on the things that you're still, because of responsibilities, having to do. And the mental laziness starts coming in. And you already know how I feel about that mental laziness, bro. That'll get you smoked just being lackadaisical or saying the wrong thing at the wrong time moving the wrong way, not thinking before you speak. If you're not timing when you do all of this, you're going to get smoked. So I just want to tell you guys some things real quick that I do and relate them to things that you can do to make sure that as you're operating, as you're moving along through life and facing these things, that you just don't get obliterated and overwhelmed and that you, you don't give up and because it just it's a domino effect. You know what I mean? You start thinking about failure, it makes you disheartened, and then you won't even be thinking about another attempt, nor will you be looking to identify the things that are located within your, that perceived failure that can help you be successful in the future. 
So let me tell you, first of all, what I do. And I'm going to actually just spin off from these things as things that you all can do to kind of prep yourself and warm up and be mentally aware to have the mental endurance to just face some of these things effectively without making, you know, decisions that have a lapse of judgment, good judgment. All right. So I already kind of gave you guys um, some tips to it when I was telling you about me, you know, starting to run outside or on the treadmill when I was, you know, getting back in shape. And the first thing is you have to warm up. And really, before I even go into the warming up and whatnot, because this is something I said I'm standing on, all of this is based in, in, in my spiritual belief in God. So even me speaking to you, even the abilities for me to warm up and all of that, because I feel like we're in a very dangerous space right now to where people are manifesting a little bit too much and counting on themselves and their and their own strengths and their own abilities too much. And for the position that I'm in and being placed in, I, I feel it's important that I vocalize. That ain't what I'm preaching here at all. Or that's not what I'm speaking to and that's not what I'm pushing the first thing I'm about to say with I with my uh, in reference to my daily um routine and warming up is definitely going to start with my devotional. And and that's straight up and really I challenge y'all. This is another place for you to follow me, man. Um Medicine Ball LS3, but I do the daily Bible app and I do the verse of the day. There's probably a ton of verses of the day. There's probably a bunch of daily devotionals, but if you want to see what plans I'm doing, if you want to check my receipts to see if I'm really on it the way I say I'm on it and see my little Bible app badges and all of that, come find me on there. All right. So I want to, I want, I want to speak to that first. Um, but when it comes to mental endurance, it's a warm up. So for me, and I've become more disciplined with it as things get more tedious, as things get more hectic, I cling to God even more and more. So for me, I, I, I'm, I'm religious with it. First thing I'm going to do is go get that 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 daily devotional and verse of the day. From there, I let that lead me into prayer and, and just because one of the things I want to do as well is make it more of a habit instead of like talking to myself to talk to God. So I go straight into prayer, right? From that, while I'm praying, I'm also structuring like how I want to be today. And I'm going to tell you why this is important for me and probably important for y'all. Right. So the first thing is this warm up. You got to have this warm up routine to set the pace for your day. Me specifically, it's involved with praying Bible scriptures and, 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 and you know, just being mentally aware of like how I'm carrying myself. I'm not going to tell y'all, you know, what I'm saying to do whatever you want. That's what I do. But my whole thing is you should get your mental right before you go to scrolling in Twitter, Facebook. I don't even look at no text message unless it's like from my mama. And I'm probably going to still put, have the Bible app playing the verse in the background. I'm not doing none of that because for me, it's a slippery slope. Distractions are many. And specifically when it comes to the devil, bro, he's chilling. So as soon as you open your eye, my man's on it. You feel what I'm saying? So if you, and I've been guilty, but if you go to something else, you, you might be barking up the wrong tree. So for me, with me, my situation, I'm pretty sure y'all have similar situations. I got to get myself mentally prepared before I even walk out my darn room. You know why? Because I might walk outside my room and realize, I don't know, I left the door open and there's a bug flying around, which I I, I I hate that. You know what I'm saying? I might realize that 
I don't know, there might be some dishes I left on the counter. So before I even walk out of my room, I try to get me a victory. In. And specifically where I'm at, the tougher it gets, the harder I go. So if I normally pray just laying there, but I feel like I need to strap in, I'm going to go ahead and roll on out the bed, get on them knees, and put some effort into it so my mentality is right, right? The very next thing that I start to do is prep myself ahead of time. And I talked about this previously with triggers, strategies, and things like that to be able to deal with the adversities and be okay. So for me, that looks like pumping myself up full of joy. I ain't perfect, so sometimes it's young Dolph. You know what I'm saying? It might be my motivation playlist. Sometimes it's a praise playlist. But I got to immediately start pumping myself full of joy and positivity because I know the adversity is coming. And it's not a cynical way of thinking. It's realistic. Because check this out. I've mentioned my car to y'all and the things I've gone through with it. I love it. It's a foreign foreign BMW or whatever. But it got its issue. Bruh, I know I'm likely to think everything subconsciously. If I'm not on point, it's perfect. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get a low tire pressure light or something like that. You feel what I'm saying? Or, you know, I'm going to have to defrost my window. It's going to be something. I might get a low oil light. You feel what I'm saying? So... I got to go ahead and start pumping myself full of joy and positivity. And, you know, I have self-talks with myself, but depending on where y'all are mentally, you got to be careful with that because, again, I need y'all to understand, God is the one who's giving me the joy and the direction for my day. So if I go to saying I can do it, da-da-da-da-da, I want y'all to understand I'm not depending on myself. I'm depending on my ability to walk within whatever God got me to do that he going to give me enough. And he does. So the next thing is you got to fill up with positivity. You got to fill up with joy. You got to fill up with the thing that's going to get you through. If it's love for your kids, you know what I'm saying? If it's seeing, you know, for me, some days I see Mamba eat and realize like, yo, he might want a little extra treat. He's my kid. Yo, you got to go on in and handle business, bro. You got responsibilities. Whatever that looks like for you. You know what I'm saying? When it came to me running on the treadmill, these miles, uh, yo, zombie apocalypse, whatever that looks like for you. You have to start putting yourself, and it's not tricking yourself. It's knowing who you are and using it to your advantage so that when these adversities pop up, when this person cuts you off, when you uh, get stuck at that first light, when your boss come in and overlook something that you did last night or blame it on you, you're going to be able to think through it and deal with it in a more righteous way that's going to end up being advantageous for you instead of just clunking out, all right? The last thing that I think is important, and this one for me, it, it, it can be tough, but it, it's very important. And I think it's important for all people. Uh, you have to have some way to decompress. And with me specifically, it has to include every day mentally with God journaling for me. I'm glad that I have, you know, bi-weekly Bible studies. I have accountability partners, but it's like, for me, and I'm sure for others, a lot of the time, it could just be the weight, the pure mass of everything that's vying for your attention that will physically weigh you down. It will, it, it will wear you out. And you have to have a way to decompress that in a healthy, non-toxic way in order to build yourself back up and you know, with me lean on God and be thankful, I, I have to go through a whole process. And sometimes I find out, even if nothing's resolved, but just by like getting it out, which is why this podcast for me, 
I can't never really lose with it. Because if nothing else, it gives me an opportunity to just get the stuff out of my head into the atmosphere. You know what I mean? Or journaling. I'm darn near back to journaling every day now. Because for me, sometimes when I get it out, it's easier when I'm speaking on it or journaling about it or bouncing it off of somebody. Even with me, some it's been joking around my mom sometimes. I'm more likely to laugh about it before, you know, I get perturbed and get upset. Because what happens when is when you go the other way, the way of getting upset, uh, annoyed, and it's a slippery slope and it leads into negative connotations associated with whatever that is. And it's just, you know, without getting too deep in it, easier for you to step into an area of negativity and beating up on yourself and thinking about the negatives. And that's going to distract and deter you away from actually being able to do the things that can make the situation turn out good. Let me give you an example. With my situation, it's real easy for me to be like, yo, what if he don't pay me more? Yo, what if he asks this of me? Yo, what if this doesn't work out? Yo, what if something happens to my car? Yo, what if I don't have the money for that? It's easy to do that. And guess what? A lot of them what ifs, what ifs is valid. But for me, with praying, being around righteous people, having a spiritual outlook on it and knowing God's character, I can still stop myself. And it takes practice. But I can still stop myself and be like, well, what if he does pay me more? What if somebody hits me up tomorrow randomly like I see you got seafood, bring it back to Atlanta? What if you just go smoothly and you just make this money and everything's okay? What if these stories that you're telling with your podcast opens up another door and opportunity for you to get your media and your word out? What if the, Because when I step back and look at it pound for pound, I'm probably doing better even when I had the management jobs and these other salary jobs and was producing music and a lot of aspects, I'm probably doing the best I've ever been at in my life. But I have to make sure that I don't spend too much time. And for me, it's that simple. And for y'all, it should be that simple. And that's why it's important that you recap, you decompress, you don't ignore it. I'm not telling anybody speak positive and just ignore the bads. Nah, you better be like, yo, this was what frustrated me today. Because guess what? If I see the tire pressure light within the next seven days, it ain't even going to bother me because I'm decompressing and I'm thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? What worked? What didn't work? How can I be more effective? How can I be more efficient? Yo, am I really about to give up? Is that really logical? You have to decompress, ask questions, and challenge yourself, right? And again, because I got to be clear on that, for me, it's a spiritual involvement. You know what I mean? For me, it be faster. It be days, bro, when I come home and I and, and, and I just had to argue with one of our people about three crabs and a half an inch or somebody wanted to throw a temper tantrum over $20 worth of shrimp. And I really be like, yo, I'll put the $20 in the drawer and tell them to leave. Sometimes the last thing I want to do is go get on a Bible study. And I know it's the devil. Like, yo, bro, tag, man. This I don't want to get on this Bible study. This guy might be long-winded. Or even with, with, with my work situation. Like, man, I know I'm valuable to them. I'm playing PR, having to talk to these black folk. Is that going to be in alignment with what God wants me to do in them type of thought processes? Is going to be advantageous to that? Probably not. So mental endurance is very important now. And I'm trying not to drag it out, but I'm pretty sure y'all can see, man, with everything going, and, and if not, I, if you tuned in, I'm going to make y'all aware, 
I'm pretty sure everybody's tuned in to all of the stuff that's vying for our attention, man. As soon as I seen Cat Williams and kind of seen where, like, I'm just a person who tends to purposely draw away from trends. If I see too many people on something, I'm not going to look at, I'm not even going to go down that route, right? But there's a lot of stuff that's happening spiritually, physically, government-wise and whatnot, and it's easy to get worried about it and panic about things that we can't control and we don't have no no, no kind of influence over. And it's easy to get so distracted and so drawn out that we are spending the time we could be actually doing something that's going to be advantageous to us, thinking about and dwelling and getting affected by things that we can really sidestep. I'm not going to go that that deep into it, but mental endurance is important, especially if you're striving to be the best version of yourself and specifically a leader. And leadership don't always look like what we think it's like. It could be a parent. It could be at work. It could be somebody who's looking up to you that you don't even know, somebody who don't know no better. Got to always be aware of it. But if you don't have the proper mental endurance, if you're not doing at least those three things, and there's more. Mentally doing a warm-up and preparing. With me, it's prayer. Knowing what's popping, knowing what's likely to happen throughout the day and already trying to think about ways I can handle it righteously, right? The second part of it is I fill myself up with some good, whether it be joy, whether it be praise music. Sometimes, because I'm not perfect and I ain't trying to promote that, that's my flaws. It's going to be some peewee long wear, some young doll, whatever to get me in the mood to be able to get my hustle and grind on one more day and make sure that I'm advancing his kingdom to the best of my ability. And the last thing is to decompress, document, release all of the things that's going on. Because sometimes, man, it, we, we might not even be addressing it. But, man, you might hear that light bulb go out, realize one of your headlights is out. Oh, your windshield wiper ain't working right. Is that a leak in the roof? And these aren't even things that you're addressing. But just all the stimulus is enough to shut your brain down. You got to at least get that out and release it in a non-toxic way. Right? So that don't mean going off on your roommate. That don't mean cussing out your girlfriend. That don't mean, be, nah, you got to, if you listening to this right here, this medicine ball, y'all already know how we doing it. All right? So this has been Mental Endurance. Make sure you push forward each and every day and you challenge yourself because the only way you will get better at be, having the capacity to, to handle so much effectively and not just clunk out is just like when you're working out, you got to work them muscles. You got to be tired. They're going to burn. You ain't using them. If you ain't using your patience or your ability to think in high-pressure situations, you're going to get smoked. So that's another part to think about when it comes to this mental endurance. You got to get the burn in and practice so you can start bit by bit having the capacity to take on more and more. And, you know, be thankful to God for that, man. All right? Yo, this has been episode 609, Mental Endurance. My episode is coming out wish-washy. I know that. Sorry. I know that. But I think it's important, not just here, but just in all that I do, to lead by example. So I want y'all to see my flaws and see that what I'm going through. With all of this going on, I still have some type of responsibility to the people who do listen and follow to give y'all content. Even when I want to just say, yo, let me just skip a week and don't say nothing. Yo, I ain't going to make it. Nah, I've had enough exercise into it to where even in those situations and the things that God has given me, 
I could push forward and deliver this episode. I could keep putting out content with y'all. So tap in. Yo, go check that website, www.medicineballls3.com. Like, subscribe, share, follow. Send this to your friend who might need some. Everybody can use some mental endurance. Until next week, I love y'all. Stay up. Yeah, yeah.